Welcome to the Life After Death Pod Class. I'm your host, Eric Hodgson. Sometimes the hardest part of losing a loved one isn't the loss itself, but whether or not we will survive the loss. Hey everybody, this is Eric Hodgson, and welcome back to another episode of the Life After Death podcast, the lessons to lead yourself and others after a loss. I was reminded of why survival was so very important very soon after Zoe died. In the many handwritten letters that I received from her hospital friends, it seems that on more than one occasion, Zoe was the first person to come up to them because she could just tell it was their first time in an adolescent unit. She would hug them and she would say, Hey, I'm Zoe. Look, there's nothing to be afraid of here. It's really not that bad. And by the way, when the counselors aren't looking, you can draw stuff on the walls. (laughs) I don't think Zoe fully understood the impact that she had on her new friends at the time, but she clearly helped them to choose to survive. And they remember her for that to this day. When it comes to grieving the ones that we lose, our own survival is tested. In the early days of loss, any concept of living beyond that is not something we can think about. So instead, it's important to focus on what we can do right now, and that is surviving the loss. There are so many conflicting emotions that come along with losing a loved one, as we talked about in episode two, the emotional roller coaster. And here's the thing. Humans are designed to survive. The way that we survived hundreds of thousands of years ago was not only because of our physical capabilities, but also our emotional capabilities. And our survival depends on other people, our emotions, and our instinct to continue on. One of the things my coaching clients tell me the most is that they do want to survive their loss if they can. And I always tell them that there is no timeline to survive this. It takes as long as it needs to. However, and please write this down, surviving your loss is a choice. And choosing to survive is something that you must recommit to, if not daily, then sometimes hourly. I remember a couple of weeks after Zoe died, one of her friends came to see me. Her name is Beth, and Beth met Zoe through some mutual friends. At the time, Beth was struggling with her own survival, and she felt like she didn't want to continue on, and she was very candid when she told me, you know, I was planning on ending my life too, but when I heard that Zoe took her life, I realized I didn't want to take mine anymore. Beth was actively choosing to survive. If you've lost a loved one and you have moments when you're not sure you're going to survive this, there are three things that you can do right now to help. The first is breathing. 
In episode three of this pod class, I talk about lower body breathing as a means to help with the emotional overload. I invite you to look at the notes from the companion PDF on how to utilize this very important tool right now. The next thing is movement. And look, you may not feel like doing any type of movement right now, and I get it. But the mind-body relationship is really important. They're connected. Just last week, I was feeling stuck in my apartment, and at the time of this podcast release, the world is embroiled in this coronavirus pandemic. But I had been holed up in my apartment for a few days, and I just needed to get out. I was getting inside of my head about some other things that were going on, and so I grabbed my dog, Bean, put her in the back of the Jeep, and I headed over to a local trail. And I have to tell you, it was the best thing for my mind and body. I felt so refreshed afterwards. So can you get outside? Because getting outside will help get outside of your head. (laughs) And if you find that you are thinking about things on your walk, try shifting your thoughts from what's in your head to actually how it feels physically to be walking. How does it feel your feet and your legs and your body? And if physical exercise is just not an option right now, what kind of movement can you do? Can you move the pencil in a journal? I have to tell you that I journal all the time, and it is a game changer in my life. It has been since very early on. The last thing you can do right now is focus on your hydration. Water is vital to our system, especially our brain. When we're dehydrated, we can't think straight, and our emotions can become amplified. Dehydration also can amplify stress levels. And so even if you have to just sip a a bottle of water all day long, just do as much as you can to keep as hydrated as possible. If you're helping someone who's lost a loved one, Be sure to take care of yourself too. You know, how you show up for someone who's lost a loved one is important. Are you breathing? Are you moving your body too? Are you taking care of yourself and drinking enough water? Something else you can do is ask yourself, what can I do to make my friend feel safe right now? Your friends may say, I don't think I'm going to get through this. And that's a really tough thing to hear. And I've heard it. And here's what I usually tell the folks when I hear that. It's been six years since I lost Zoe. I did survive it. And others have gone through this before you. I know this hurts, and it may feel like you won't survive it. But it will be okay. Another thing you can ask yourself is, what would you want someone to do for you in this moment to help you survive something as difficult as losing a loved one. Maybe your friend is feeling the same way about what they need right now. In the aftermath of loss, our instincts do kick in. In those very early days, we feel conflicted on whether or not we are going to make it through. And surviving loss is not easy, but we can do it. And if we're going to survive our loss, we first must choose to survive it. And then we have to commit to that choice every day. And we do that by taking care of ourselves the best way we can, by breathing, moving, and staying hydrated. So you can survive this too. We all can.
Let's continue to walk together. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Life After Death Pod Class. I'm your host, Eric Hodgden, and I invite you to download the companion PDF, take notes, teach what you've learned, and share this pod class with others that you know.